I was recently studying the story of Thomas Edison and a couple of things piqued my interest and one of them is encompassing his very famous speech I have not failed I have only found 10,000 ways that would not work another speech that he once gave was I don't have ideas everything that I've invented have already been existing in nature I just found them out nobody has ideas and another one that he says is to have a great idea, have lots of them. I think these things kind of encompass something that is a coordinate of the life and times of Edison pretty much, which is that he didn't invent all the amazing things he invented by having some great revolutionary ideas, not necessarily. For the most part, his method of invention is through pretty much brute force, through trial and error trying consistently again and again and again and again and failing again and again and again and again until he figures out the way that works this is how he invented the light bulb how he invented recorded speech and every other thing is invented in his he invented in his lifetime and that's why today he's called the father of invention it's interesting the father of invention even famously claimed himself that he doesn't have ideas he figured out he invented too many things simply by trial and error. Hi, I'm Chuka. Welcome to Adjuncts. It has now become conventional knowledge that the most important word for productivity is no. Thinking about it and also like listening to all them motivational speakers or all them advisors, it makes sense because no Making no a default response to most things generally enables focus. Because when I know that by default, my response to most opportunities or most questions or most um, decisions that I need to make is no, then the few times I say yes, I'm on the hook for those times. So the few times I say yes, I have to essentially focus and generate or develop those yeses in the best possible way. Makes sense. Another thing is that it kind of makes me more thoughtful about the things I say yes to. When I know that the default to most things is no, then before I say yes, I'll be a lot more thoughtful about it because I need to justify it even if to my head, to myself. I need to justify the yes that this thing I'm saying yes to deserves the yes much more than all those other things I've said no to in the past. So, by virtue of that, I'll be a lot more thoughtful about what I say yes to. I'll be a lot more focused about, I'll be a lot more focused in executing the things I say yes to. So, yes, it makes sense from that point of view that no is a very important word for productivity. But no isn't just important for productivity, no is important in a couple other ways. And the story of Thomas Edison that I slightly briefly shared earlier kind of alludes to that. In essence, it's not just about saying no, but it's about experiencing no. So in Thomas Edison's case, he said that he didn't fail, but he discovered 10,000 ways that didn't work. So essentially, he was told no 10,000 times. He was told no by the light bulb in that sense, 10,000 times before he was told yes. So no is an important word for us to say, it's also an important word for us to experience 
because it is through experiencing the no's that we can experience the yes. That's why it is through the different times that Edison experienced the no's that he eventually experienced the yes to the light bulb. And I find Edison's story very inspiring because the, the natural intuitive thing to think is that the way to figure stuff out is by figuring stuff out. But Edison pretty much turns that on its head. And he's and it's 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 indicative that he's literally the father of innovation, the father of invention. He had so many patents, and he's the one person who didn't try to figure stuff out by figuring it out, but simply by trial and error, by brute force, by just testing and testing and testing and testing. And if the most important inventor ever did it by just testing and testing, doesn't that isn't that proof enough that? The best way to achieve greatness is by trial and error. And trial and error in and of itself, inherent within itself, means getting more no's than yeses, getting more failures in a sense than successes, and continuing through the failures until we achieve the successes. So essentially, the experience of receiving a no perhaps is even more important than the experience of giving a no. But then, how can we get better at receiving news? What can we do? How can we get more used to receiving news? In any case, the world will mostly tell us no than will tell us yes. We'll feel at more things and we'll succeed whether or not we like it. So we might as well just deliberately feel at more things. And I guess the only way to get more news, the only way to get better prepared for the news is by trying. Is by doing stuff. Because knowing that the world naturally by default, by design, will tell us more no's than yeses. And knowing that the way to improve our odds of getting yeses is by getting no's. Like Edison said, the way to get good ideas is by getting many ideas. Because most of them be bad ideas. So the way to get more yeses is by getting no's. Because the more the no's you get, the more the chance of getting the yes. Then the only way to truly achieve success is by trying. Sounds cliche, sounds trite, but that's pretty much it. It's just by trying and deliberately failing, trying and failing. But I guess the one thing inherent within that is not just failing for the sake of it, but failing and understanding exactly why whatever field failed. Failing and ticking off precisely what did not work. Like Edison. Not taking the 10,000 failures as 10,000 failures, but taking them at 10,000 ways that will not work. Because if we know the 10,000 ways that will not work, then we've eliminated 10,000 from the list of possible ways for this to work. But if there are merely 10,000 failures, then without effectively tracking the ways that will not work, we run the risk of repeating failures over and over again. So no is truly perhaps the most important word for productivity. Not just when we say it, but when we experience it. And not just saying, you know, experiencing it in and of itself, but the essence of that experience, the essence of that word. The essence of a word inherently means that I have to be more thoughtful before every yes.
So the default is no because I have to be thoughtful before yes and not just default is no and that's it forever. But default is no in order for me to be thoughtful before giving every yes. So that when I eventually give a yes, I am a lot more focused in executing that yes because it was a well thought through yes. And for receiving no's, for failing, not just for the sake of failing, not just for the sake of receiving no's, but identifying the ways in which this will not work. Taking those no's and turning them into this way will not work, that way will not work, so that we can gradually eliminate all the possibilities that will not work until we happen upon the one that would work. Because we have an infinite number of possibilities of things to do, of ways to do them, of things to say, of ways to say them. And with everyone we eliminate, we have infinite minus one, infinite minus two, infinite minus ten thousand. And maybe it's at the third try that would get it right. Maybe it's at the three thousandth try. Or the three millionth try. As long as we are eliminating and clearly identifying why the first 2.9 million did not work, then we are improving our odds of success. And perhaps that's all it is, improving our odds of success. Saying no, so that we are more thoughtful about the yeses we say and more focused on executing those yes, is just to improve the odds of that yes being successful. Tinkering and trying different things, experiencing failures on our path to success, and eliminating things that do not work, is really just to improve the odds of finding the things that would work. Because the probability of success increases for every option we eliminate. I encourage you, therefore, as I encourage myself, say more news, receive more news, just might be the final missing ingredient to that sweeping success. Thanks for listening thus far. Typically, this is a section of the podcast where I make a prediction or I answer a question. It's been an eventful couple of weeks. Actually, an eventful past one week or so. One week, yes. Queen Elizabeth II, the second longest reigning sovereign in the history of the world, died on the 8th and then the day before on the 7th Chelsea Football Club sacked Thomas Tuchel. Interesting times huh? However my prediction will be on none of these two. It will be on something even more flimsy in quotes. Big Brother Niger. The ongoing reality show is currently in I don't know how many weeks in. Well it's about three or so weeks to go. And typically, this is the period where people start to argue and have debates about who will win the show. And at this point, most times, we generally have a fair idea who would win the show. But this season has been quite different, with a number of frontrunners and a lot more difficult to predict. I think the frontrunners are probably Hermes, Fina and Brian. Well, I know who would agree with me. And perhaps Groovy as well. My personal favorite is, is Hermes, just because he's, he's shown this ability, this willingness to genuinely live his truths and 
aqueducts is inducing crisis, which I appreciate a lot. However, my prediction is that Brian will win the show. There's just something about him. I think he's that calm demeanor. He has this underdog-like personality that I think will shine through at the end. And I think when it comes down to it, many of the neutrals will swing his way just because of that underdog vibe that he gives out. Anyway, that's my prediction. Brian will win the Big Brother Ninja show. Once again, thank you for listening. And as usual, if you liked this episode, please share with a friend or ten. I'll genuinely appreciate it. And if you didn't, please let me know what you would have preferred. And share with an enemy so they can suffer through what you suffer through. Once again, I'll genuinely appreciate it. I thrive. I'm glad actually when you share it i'm glad when people discover the podcast because it's motivates me to keep doing it and if there's something about the podcast that you think i should change or improve please let me know and i'll be happy to take it to concentration i'll change something slightly this week however i realized that it seems at least so far no one is willing to send a voice message about something they think or a question or rebuttal to anything i say so this week i will not be asking you to send in a voice recording i'll be trying something different my hypothesis is that perhaps it's easier to write than to say send in a voice note so if you have any thoughts any questions any recommendations or suggestions or any predictions of your own or rebuttals of any point that i've made please send me an email at my personal email address chukajms at gmail.com that's c-h-u-k-a-j-m-s at gmail.com you can use the subject adjunct podcast once again it's c-h-u-k-a-j-m-s at gmail.com with the subject adjunct podcast Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time.